uneducated and broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop headlines and all things atl into the success of black millennials in the black culture oh we in the big chair what up maya what's going on <laughs> ron sick of these karens sick of every last damn one of them and you know, Randy introduced our producer before, but I need you to like tell the people who you are, Zay from the Bay. What's hey, up? Oh, hey, Zay from the Bay. Back, you already know. I'm just playing. And we don't know where the hell Q at. Q just Randy said she wasn't coming, and Q just was like, I ain't coming either. <laughs> we got a whole show to do, and ain't nobody at work. Well, we're just going to sit in the big chair. Thank y'all for joining us. Black Educated and Broke, the podcast. And let's just get started. So officially this week, George Floyd, he was buried on Tuesday. Uh, he's buried right next to his mother in Houston. What a weekend. So did you guys see any of the memorial services? Nope. I saw a little bit of it. Just little. So Friday, there was a memorial service in Minnesota uh, led by the Reverend Al Sharpton and attorney Benjamin Crump. Um, uh, Star studded, uh, if you want to call it that. So many people in the building. Uh, Martin Luther King III, I believe Jamal Bryant was there. Pastor Jamal Bryant uh, from Atlanta, New Birth, T.I., Ludacris, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, Will Packer, Tyrese. <laughs> Uh, Eric Gardner's mother also joined them there. Uh, even saw uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar. I don't know why she was there, what kind of point she was trying to prove, but she was in the building. And then uh, Saturday, they flew him to North Carolina. Uh, there was a service there for family members. And then Monday, it was a public memorial, uh, where public viewing rather, in Houston, Texas. And Tuesday, there was a four hour celebration of life that was not a funeral funerals are sad and boring and slow music but there was a homegoing service i mean they everybody was singing neo was there uh, gospel artists uh from houston were there uh do y'all what's uh my what's the gospel saying kurt carr kurt carr that sing that song for every mountain they he had his group uh that man when i tell you they had church but it was worth it though. I think what has happened to George Floyd, and I said this a couple of weeks ago on uh, on our show, and I hate to put it in those terms, but I'm a realist. And that was the icing on the cake for us. And I believe he deserved everything. And there's this viral video of his daughter on the shoulders of uh, his friend and who he, who he called his twin uh, NBA player, Steven Jackson. She says, my daddy changed the world. And that's exactly what he did. I believe he has changed the world because we are tired. We are done dying. But those are those memorial services, man. If y'all can see any of the, the videos, if you like gospel music, it was church. <laughs> you said what? But you know what? It's our music though, because you know this is Black Music Appreciation Month. So you know, hey, it's our I'm music. Trying to hear number that turn up. It's all my I own. Hear. My own church and devotion. She trying to twerk, twerk song. <laughs> Chris Brown ain't got no church song. He does I'm not. Chris Brown does not have church songs. And I was reading my Michael Todd book. Is that what you're calling it? Yes, my time with God. All right, moving on. So an update out of uh, Minnesota. I don't know if you guys saw, but apparently, and there was this rumor before, I don't want to say it was a rumor, but it, it came out in uh, reports with George Floyd, but he and the officer who had his uh, knee in the neck of George Floyd, well, apparently they knew each other. They worked mm -hmm. together and it's officially confirmed. Uh, multiple TV outlets. Uh, I think the interview came through CBS on the CBS uh, local news that uh, has kind of gone viral via social media, but they worked together at like a nightclub and apparently they didn't get along. So question, could that potentially boost his charges up to murder one? Because that, you know, yes. if you like, if I was to say some shit like, if I catch this motherfucker outside, it's over. This is a family show. <laughs> I'm just saying though. And, but and no, absolutely. Say, 
Absolutely. That, a lot of people have said that uh, if you just kind of go through uh, Twitter and watch some of the, you know, with some of the, the shows that come on like CNN and stuff, those political kind of talk shows, crime shows, if you, if you want to call it, a lot of people are saying that that could potentially up his charges. The thing would be, though, if you up his charges, do you have enough evidence and will there be enough witnesses to testify that he will be convicted? and charged with first degree murder because he's already been upgraded to the second degree murder can he be charged with first degree murder that's going to be the question can that be proved in a court of law if they got witnesses that they worked together and there was bad blood between the two that should be enough hey i hope so i hope so so it would be murder one instead of premeditated premeditated yep. okay I, i'm curious that's all <laughs> Well, we shall see. Anyway, let's keep this thing rolling. Voting in Georgia this week. Let me tell you something. So, did y'all early vote? Did you? What did you do? What? What, y'all, what part of Georgia? What part of Georgia y'all live in? Because y'all know Ron live up there, like Lake Hartwell, right at the South Carolina line. Stop lying on me. Ron live in Northeast Georgia. I'm up there in Gwinnett County, living a good life, breathing this good, clean air up here. You know what yeah, I'm that's saying? the police department. We need to be protesting them up there. But anyway, I ain't gonna go there. I can obviously say I ain't had no issue out of them yet, and I've been up here by. 10, 12 years. <laughs> yeah, think about that. <laughs> about 10, 12 years. I've been a bit, I had no issue with them. So what did you early vote it? Yes, sir. My grandma don't play that shit. How was it? Uh, I was only in there for like maybe an hour. Maybe. So it's, there's still people in there. So it's like afternoon. You went in the evening, afternoon? I went like uh, about around 4 o'clock. I was done by 5. That's and not bad a, at all. People, people back to work. Okay, because people back at work, so getting off work, going to vote. Maya, what about you? So I'm on the west side, on the west side, and <laughs> we went up to uh, Boundary Water around 3 o'clock, and there was nobody in there. Like, we literally went in, voted, and came out. It took about maybe 15 minutes. And that's because I had to change okay. my address. They had my address in the system wrong. But other than that, it didn't take that long. Okay. My mom don't that either. She said, I ain't waiting in line, and uh, y'all nasty, so we gonna go in early vote. I got you. Zay from the Bay, uh, you still vote in California? Or you vote in your current state? No, Oklahoma. Um, so vote is not until the end of this month, like June 20th, I believe it's wrong. So is, are there early voting going on right now? I believe so. I know the last day to vote, the last day to vote was June 5th, which I did register to vote. So I'm not gonna do the early voting. I'm gonna do it when everybody else, I wanna get the whole experience out here because I've never voted in Oklahoma before. I got We're gonna you. see. I got We're gonna you. see how it turns I'm All actually right. about to go to, um, we got two African-American sheriffs going against each other. One the Democrat, one is a Republican. So I'm gonna go to their little meeting. In, in Oklahoma? Oklahoma. <laughs> in Oklahoma, they're both African-American. So they're having these little meet and greets and stuff. So they can kind of like, you know, sell their platform, what they kind of, what they're gonna be doing. So I'm gonna go see. I got you. Well, I voted right here in the city of Atlanta, um, I usually vote early, but with so much changes with the, the early voting and um, and I never got my absentee ballot. That was one of the huge things here in Fulton County. So uh, I got my mom, we decided to go to the polls. We got to the polls at 6.30 in the morning. Of course, they didn't open until seven, but we were out at eight o'clock. And it was a line when we got there. It was a line we got there. Most people had the same idea, but of course, Atlanta, y'all saw it on the news, social media. Atlanta was a hot mess. So of course, the Secretary of State is opening up a, uh, what you call it, an investigation for DeKalb and Fulton Counties. But he only opened up them because them two of the biggest and blackest counties in the metro area. But listen, we about to take a break right here on Black Educated and Broke. Coming up next, Run, got the rundown. Run, how many Karens you sick and tired of? Every last damn one of them. Every last one of them. We'll be right back on Black Educated and Broke. They say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and all fine art starts with a vision. Through extensive research and studying, Barbie Dot Me lashes are crafted to enhance your beauty inside and out. Unlike synthetic lashes you can find in stores or online, Barbie Dot Me lashes are made with a soft cotton band, which makes them lightweight, comfortable, and easy to apply. Don't let me forget, you can wear these lashes up to 25 times with proper care. Get dolled up and shop at www. 
BarbieDowBeauty.com. And ladies, Barbie is spelled B-A-R-B-E-E. See you later. Yes, sir. It's your boy Ron bringing you Ron's Rundown. Nothing but that hip hop fire and straight sports knowledge. Black Educated and Broke is now in the building. You should be too. Let's go. It's time for Ron's Rundown. Ron is in the building. Ron, what you got? Man, I had a whole different rundown I was going to do, but these jokers here, if it ain't Drew Brees, it's Jake Fromm, and now Clemson's head coach, oh. Debo Swing. Dabo, Dabo. Dabo, Dabo, bring your ass to the front of the congregation, please. Let me talk to you, sir. <laughs> so Dabo is tripping. Like, they saying he's insens- he's insensitive to the racial issues, but I honestly just don't think he give a damn. I really don't. And it's hard for me to understand how you can be a head coach, not care about racial issues when majority of your team is black. How can you be an owner, a coach, assistant coach and not care about your your players that are black. Hell, ask Jerry Jones. <laughs> Bro. Oh, sorry, Randy, my bad. Like, this dude is running around with a Football Matters t-shirt. Why? Why? Why now? <sighs> you ain't never had one before. Why you want it now? You know what you're doing. Then, come to find out, I guess at some practice, he called a young man the N-word. Oh my god. Like he he said it back to him for whatever reason. Like why why would you do that? That's not that's that's not something that a head coach should be doing. But then again it is Clemson. Yes I it is. <laughs> yes it is. But this brings a perfect point to what Carmelo Anthony said. He said top recruits should start going to HBCU. Because these universities don't give a damn about these young black boys. All they want to do is make them some money. So what we need to do is start taking our top recruits to these HBCUs and putting our money back in our own black institutions. Now, Carmelo Anthony went to Syracuse. Come to find out, Syracuse has an agreement with um, our very own AUC. Uh-oh. So that's uh, Clark. Spelman and Morehouse, uh, it's, it's Syracuse Law School has this agreement. So I guess that kind of makes, bring Syracuse into the HBCU frame. Um, but more schools that have these type of things going on, these are the schools that we need to be working with. I agree. Hell with all these universities that do not care. Would you say mine? Take all y'all's talent we need help. The football team needs help. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that football team is terrible, bro. <laughs> Good God. These, these are Clark Atlanta alum, HBCU, this black bro. excellence. <laughs> bro, that football team is terrible, bro. Not terrible. They need some help. Calm down, relax. And we need the finances. And if you're a top, you know, recruit, come to Clark. We'll love you. We'll care for you. We'll raise you up. We'll read you, right? You got black women around you. You're going to be empowered. Come on. Just come on, please. So, so that's something that I we just love y'all from the ABC. Now, Mr. Roger Goodell, you know I could not do this without bringing you up, sir. I'm going to need you to swallow your pride and publicly, publicly apologize yes. to Mr. Colin Kaepernick yes. for blackballing him out of the league. Absolutely. You dumb some. <laughs> Good job, bro. Absolutely. SOB. SOB. Randy, I held that just for you. You owe Captain an apology. You want to get on TV talking about we made a mistake not listening to our black players. 70% of the NFL is black. How do you not listen to them about black issues, bro? People have got to come out of their white privilege. We're not making this stuff up. This is happening. And quite honestly, it's sad that it took for George Floyd to die. To me, this is Eric Gardner all over again, quite honestly. Because they both begged for their lives. They both said they couldn't breathe by some bonehead cop, bro. Like, this stuff has got to stop. You owe Colin Kaepernick an apology, point blank, period. So coming next season, we're going to see what happened with Cap. Hopefully, he can get on the team. 
I know some people were saying that maybe he should be placed somewhere. I want him to go somewhere that wants him and he wants to be. I don't want nobody just sticking him somewhere. I got you. Do you do you think the the more black NFL players are going to stand up? Because I think that was one of the issues too that you oh, only had you only had two and three now. NFL players that were really pushing 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 the issue. The others were saying it's wrong, but they I played think- the game. I think everybody is going to stand up. Like, even Brandon Marshall said that he was ashamed that he didn't take a knee. And quite honestly, he's not the only one. Because even as me watching football, I felt bad because I was still watching football. Right. But I was still playing fantasy football, still gambling, still making bets. So for me, I was just like, man, I got to try to get this money. But, you know, I feel bad that I support Cap, but I didn't stop watching football. I got you. So, I was somebody sign Eric Reed. He's still he's still on the market. I thought he got signed by. I uh, thought he was in uh, Carolina. They released him. He didn't even finish out his contract after they gave him. They extended. He got signed, and then after that little season, he they gave him a three year extension. Gave him a three year extension, and then that's it. They cut him uh, this after this season. Well, I'm sure somebody will pick him up. I hope um, so. On a better note. The NBA is coming back, baby. We're going to have a 22-team restart at Walt Disney uh, July 31st, which is a what Friday. Trey Young ain't playing, so whatever. The, the following teams are going to be playing. The Bucks, Lakers, Raptors, uh, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, Heat, Thunder, Rockets, Pacers, 76, 76ers, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Nets. Come to find out KD will not be playing. Magic, Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns, Wizards. So, July 31st. Are they going to let the Blazers play? Because they show was crying. <laughs> man. What's the uh, mean, point guard? What's his name? He showed. Damian Lillard. Hey, he was crying a little bit. But you know what? He going to go in that thing on fire, though. Oh, Damian be balling, bro. Yeah. Matter of fact, Dave, if you ever want to come to the Chicago Bulls, sir, we will take you. Oh, God. Listen, uh, go Lakers. <laughs> anyway, man, that is it. That's all I got for the rundown, man. Y'all can follow me on Twitter, at MRFYPM. Holla at your boy. Hey, Ron's Rundown. Appreciate you, bro. Listen, I got your melanin news coming up next. We'll be right back here on Black Educated and Broke. Black Educated and Broke can be found on many platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our hard radio music app. So if you need somewhere to listen but don't want to download a bunch of apps, choose one of those. You're bound to have one of them on your phone, right? Right? That's what I thought. Black Educated and Broke, Season 3, coming right at you. For the latest headlines in Black America, tune in to Black Educated and Broke Weekly for your melanin news with Mike B. It's hard to remember it's Black Music Appreciation Month. Well, we'll already appreciate our music. So let's remember that it is our music that got us through and will get us over. Live in the Black Educated and Broke newsroom, the top stories are out of Atlanta. The two police officers fired after using their tasers on two young Black Atlanta University college students have filed a lawsuit. They want their jobs back. Ivory Streeter and Mark Gardner say their use of force was lawful and that other and that they were fired without a proper investigation. The suit names police chief Erica Shields and Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms and was filed in the Fulton County State Court. Still no arrest in the death of Breonna Taylor. Louisville City Council Committee has passed a proposal to severely restrict no-knock warrants. This is supposed to be in honor of Taylor. Under the proposal, no-knock warrants would be limited to crimes including murder, hostage-taking, kidnapping, terrorism, human trafficking, and sexual trafficking. The warrant could also only be sought during imminent threats of harm or death. Brianna Taylor was 26 years old when she was killed by police on March 13th. Sabrina Fulton is officially qualified. The activist is qualified to run for Miami-Dade County Commissioner, District 1. Fulton is a part of Mothers of the Movement, which includes Congresswoman Lucy McBeth of Georgia, the mother of Jordan Davis, and Leslie McSpadden, the mother of Michael Brown. Fulton, for the last eight years, has been fighting for gun control and also started the Circle of Mothers to help empower grieving mothers and other women who lose family members to gun violence. 
She had been endorsed by Senator Cory Booker and former Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Sabrina Fulton is the mother of Trayvon Martin. He was shot and killed at 17 years old in February 2012 on his way back to his father's house from a nearby convenience store. For the latest headlines in and around our community, you can follow me on Twitter, Mike B underscore news. I'm Mike B with your Melanin News Weekly, right here on Black, Educated, and Broke. you have a business that needs a social media makeover or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence allow randy o pnr to take the wheel from posting content to engaging with customers randy o pnr will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs for a list of all of their services go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at randy o pnr take the worrying out of posting and allow the experts at Randio PNR to handle it for you. Hey y'all, what it do? It's your girl, it's Maya. Make sure you check out my blog, The Mayan Empire, located on blackeducatedandbroke.com. Hope to see you there. How does Randy say this? All righty, guys. <laughs> We're back right here on Black Educated and Broke. So let's take a little moment. We've been having fun. That was your melanin news right there. But uh, I'm calling this a moment in the movement with the Mayan Empire, our blogger and co-host of original co-host. She's been with us since the beginning. So Maya, uh, we were talking earlier and we was like, you know what, let's bring this to the forefront. Let's bring this to the table. And let's just talk about these statues that have been taken down like all over the country by anti-racism protesters. I mean, it's been some amazing moments what you got Maya so I'm all for vandalism with a purpose like I'm all for taking down burning precincts anything that can help with the movement become even more widespread than it already has been mm-hmm. not just traffic nothing like that but like vandalism with a purpose so these statues being brought down by demonstrators is everything to me and it's mainly in the countries that you or cities that you would never even expect like Lately, Philadelphia, they started the movement. They were the first statue to get um, vandalized because their statue of, uh, I forgot who it was. It was some um, Frank, uh, some statue that represented a, an oppressor and bigotry and hatred. They never said the name of the statue or whose statue was, but they said that the mayor, after the, uh, the citizens and the protesters and demonstrators lit it on fire, because it was yeah it was scheduled to be removed next year but because they lit the bottom on fire he got it removed immediately like i'm standing with you guys it's coming down and it was removed by um the city officials immediately oh wow birmingham alabama they had a statue come down of a confederate sailor charles lynn montgomery alabama they had wait wait who Montgomery, Alabama. Well, well, we did the boys boycott and we we marched and everything. Montgomery. Uh-huh. Oh, all right. They took down that statue of Robert E. Lee. <laughs> oh, holla at you. <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee, uh, protesters toppled statue of Edward Carmack outside the state capitol on uh, May 31st. Alexandria, Virginia. They had started to vandalize it and then state officials removed it after that. And then Mobile, Alabama, <laughs> Admiral Raphael Seamus was one, is now empty there. That statue is gone. Bissell, England, I'm sure y'all seen the video on Twitter where they took down the statue of um, uh, Edward, slave trader Edward Colston and was rolling it through the street they lit it on fire before they tossed it in the river but it's been taken down oh, yeah that was the they flipped that right over that little fence the little gate yeah. oh yeah, man i was like and they was like that was in the uk i was like all right okay well, i see them dumb ass dudes trying to get it out <laughs> i could believe that <laughs> i could believe that <laughs> much of that statue weighs like 
four or five of them. They're trying Man, to get it out. Man, let them go ahead. Let them go ahead. They'll hey. figure it out. It's, it's still in there. No, they took it out. They, they took it out, I think, this morning. It got, um, what's that, craned out? They craned it out. They dug it out. In uh, Boston, they beheaded Christopher Columbus. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Why? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, they done cut off Christopher Columbus' head. <laughs> oh, wow. They got, the num- they got the number one colonizer. The, the, exactly, the number one. Oh, wow. He beheaded Christopher Columbus's statue after it was, uh, they threw red paint on it because it was, it was a white pastel statue. Uh-huh. It was red paint it dripping down. It had Black Lives Matter sprayed on, uh, spray painted on the bottom. Next thing you know, they beheaded that guy. That joke is <laughs> got broken. to go. Got to go. It's a, a petition. Uh, what's what's the petition website? Change.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, because uh, I got it earlier this week, they've been sending it out to remove the Confederate monument at Stone Mountain in, yeah. uh, in Atlanta, in DeKalb County on the east side. I, I said, I guess I'll sign it. What they gonna put up there though? Wasn't that like a couple of years ago they were talking about putting outcasts up there? What people talking about doing that? They gotta do something, man. That crap gotta come down. Yeah, like I don't understand that because of the fact that it's been up there for so long. What would replace it? And then you're gonna have Android 3000 and Big Boy. I don't care if it's Bear Mountain. It's gotta come down. They, they should put a new sign of Stone Mountain over it, to be honest with you. Okay. And when we're talking about football, Jerry Richardson's statue is being removed at the Panther Stadium. Really? Mm-hmm. It's just coming down? Yeah, they said it's going to be removed. This article went up on June 10th. Uh-huh. Saying that the Panthers have always parted way have already parted ways with the longtime sponsor in the last week because of racial insensitive language. Wow. So <clears throat> But they ain't got no quarterback though. <laughs> <laughs> it says the team issued the following statement. We are aware of the most recent conversation surrounding the Jerry Richardson statue mm-hmm. and are concerned there may be attempts to take it down. We are moving the statue in the interest of public safety. So they already know there's a rumor going around that this the, the, the demonstrators are going to come and take it down. So before they do that, they're going to remove it just to save, just to save face, I guess. We just had a, a black educated in activism, uh, Marcy. She is uh, Marcel. She's in uh, Charlotte, man. So, yeah, they're going to come get it. <laughs> I'm very appreciative of the fact that they are bringing more highlights to the fact that there's so many slave owners and so many Confederate leaders. Why are there so many statues and streets named after them? Especially in front of where I work at Coca-Cola, there's a statue of John Pendleton and they have it inside the building and outside. He was a slave owner. Like, are y'all gonna remove that statue? Maybe not, because Coke has to rebrand their whole company because they, so it's just interesting to me how they're going about it and I want to know like the next phases because if you're taking down these statues and making these movements to get them taken down or getting their bringing to light what they actually were who they were what is going to be in the place of because it can't just be that empty space absolutely you got the uh what's it I think NASCAR and uh, uh two military branches somewhere uh I guess the bases or somewhere they're removing the confederate flag yeah, it, no. it, it's it's a shift in the atmosphere. It it's changes, and I think it's changes to to realize that yeah, it may be a part of history. It may have been what uh what started this country. That don't, but it doesn't make it good. It doesn't make it what was so great about it this country. A glorified history. This is not a good thing. You should not have statues. The Confederate flag should not be your proud American right to. No, that is dumb. If you you obviously don't know the history, and if you do know the history, you're racist. I don't care what you say. I agree, but you know when they had that conversation before, you actually had uh uh because what's the the, the street here in Atlanta, um in like Southeast Atlanta is it like Confederate in that area of uh, Moreland Avenue, that's Southeast Atlanta, uh, just Southeast of the downtown area. But you actually had people, black people who were on 
uh, local news, but they were in agreement of that stuff because they felt like it was uh, it was a much needed part of history. It's needed to learn. You need to know it and you need to understand it, but it's not a good part. I understand how we can say the Holocaust was so bad. We can say the Trail of Tears was just terrible, which all of But when we talk about slavery, it had to happen. Right. 9 11, they say never forget. Slavery, they say get over it. Right. Holocaust, never forget the trail of tears. I understand that. I sympathize with that. However, that is not, we are not getting over slavery. And we're letting you know, this is why we're tearing all your shit down. Excuse my French, Randy, but we're tearing all this. <laughs> like you I said, forget about, you need to forget about all this old Confederate stuff. Like you forget about the chick that you didn't want nobody to know you slept with. Thank no. you. <laughs> Wait a minute. grave. You know, like I like I've been saying since this whole revolution started, like I'm all for them tearing this shit down if it means that there will be national coverage, black lives will literally matter. Because we're not asking you if they matter, we're telling you they matter, but you already knew they matter. So now act like they matter. I you hear know? you. Our producer said we gotta wrap it up, but before she get <laughs> us out of here, I got one I got one question. So producer, give us give us one minute. So I saw this on Twitter, Ron. I don't know if you saw this, but apparently uh, Steve Kerr, uh, head coach of the uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, brought up something away about something about how black history should be taught in the school system. But that has that has been a huge debate for for years. Uh, and you guys are, are we all college graduates and, and educated, but. I mean, real quickly, just how do you feel we should, how black history, how should black history be taught in the school system? Like I mean, it, it should be taught the same way you teach the white history. Exactly. Because it's, like, only time they ever talk about black history is Black History Month. Right. That's the only time. And they don't really talk about much other than uh, civil rights, Martin Luther King. Same group of people. A little bit of slavery. <laughs> Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Frederick yeah, Douglass. It's a handful. They don't really, they don't really go into too much depth. Like um, when I was in high school, they actually would show. They made the mistake of showing like a couple racist movies, and it ended up in some white boys getting their asses whooped. And after <laughs> oh that, they Oh yeah, it, it would go down, boy. They come out them rooms, out them classrooms, bro. And hey. the first white boy you saw, <laughs> like for real, bro. Like that's that's just how it was. Then they stopped doing that one. All we got was black every day of Black History Month. Every 28 days of February, my friend right. Martin. Producer lady, Zay from the Bay, what you think? Um, I mean, I think that it's important. I personally was a part of a black program when I was in high school. So they took us to different HBCUs in college and I went to the Black Wax Museum in Philadelphia and we learned so much about our ancestors and like just kind of like the, what we should have been learning in school to where everybody would get on the bands calling their parents like crying like oh my god like this what used to happen to us we need to take being black seriously like you know getting on the bus and going to the back of the bus I know that's little but we need to really take this kind of stuff more seriously so I mean get your kids involved in the in the black programs that we do have at your schools or the black things that's important in your community because man I, school district they failing us at this point and they also teaching black history month like being black is a bad thing yeah it it sounds like it's our fault that we're black and the shit that the stuff that happened to us in the past Mm -hmm. was our fault when they teach when they teach about slavery and civil rights they don't there's no accountability like they're not going to take responsibility for what happened like it's just like oh it happened yeah but some some Zay just said about she just said get your kids involved. So that's talking to parents. Do, does anybody and Zay? I guess can we take a few more minutes with this? Does anybody yeah. with parents? Do we not blame? Do we not blame our parents? I, I'm a little different. Uh, my you know we we're from the city of Atlanta. Um, I have been extremely blessed with with my history. My I have a, a living great grandparent who is over 100 years old who can still tell me from, you know, growing up as a kid through the depression up until how she felt seeing the first black elected president. So I, I got to be around civil rights leaders growing up, you know, what they went through, the conversations and what, what they are doing now. Dr. Joseph E. Lowry, who uh, 
who passed away uh during the the early part of the pandemic i mean i've i got to be around him pretty much all my life so the stuff i've got to learn do we fault our, our parents for not getting us involved because we we continue to blame the school system but they've been teaching the same thing for years right it hasn't been any change do do we fault our parents uh, can you put that blame on parents or do we still say the school system should the school system should it's I, like, I, go ahead me okay what? i was just saying it's funny that mike is mentioning the fact that we grew up in atlanta which is a civil, a civil rights hub so knowing civil right and basic atlanta history and american history or black history however parents about not knowing your family history and what part you played in the history that happened especially if you're native to the city so when i was growing up it was a little different if i asked too many questions i got told i was digging up bones i need to let skeletons lie you know i was always told keep my nose out of grown folk business stop asking so many questions so i really didn't know my family history and i was talking to my mom about this earlier because um my dad was watching some Chinese movie and I was just saying it was interesting how Chinese culture is never hindering like they never have a gap they always know their ancestors by name from the top of the firstborn to the last generation so I always find it interesting how they are so like well into their culture and how they just know like they don't let their generations of anything die like everything is always taught and I I think it's because they stayed so um what's the word i don't want to say pure but so to themselves okay that um they didn't really intermingle with other cultures because so they didn't have anything to come and mix it with we didn't have that choice because we were captured and brought to you know different parts of the u.s different parts of the caribbean south america we were just scattered so we didn't have that choice to stay as tight-knit as we could have been but i'm trying to understand how are what are ways for people who don't know to find out because ancestry don't tell you nothing 23 and me don't tell you nothing. I, I get that but this the 60s were were just the 60s my my our parents came up in the 60s how can you not tell your children who are possibly in their 30s in their 20s and now your grandchildren if you grew up in the 60s about those historic figures you got to see you got to see the movement and that's that's i think that's the issue we we keep going after the school system don't get me wrong school system got to change it's somebody that works in education but like you three come from hbcus and i've heard this so many times and i think it's great hbcus teach black life different than going yeah. to a regular college so it's amazing the the, the success of hbcus i'm in awe because i'm surrounded by you three, of course, Randy and Q, Shanae went to Savannah State. And then for me, I didn't go to HBCU. I come from HBCU. My grandfather, Morris Brown College. Uh, my grandmother went to Clark College before it became uh, Clark Atlanta. My dad's mom also went to Clark College. So I, I come from, I come from that history. I'm from Atlanta. So if not, if you're not able to, I guess I'm saying, do we fault parents? Do you fault those, that age group? not being able to tell me what happened in yeah. the 60s. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't fault the parents. I mean, parents have got a lot of stuff they got to deal with. So it's, it's not so much that I don't think that they don't want to teach it. It's just, you know, you're a parent. You got to take care of the house and the kids and pay bills and all this and that. So maybe it's something that, you know, maybe they may not feel or have time to cover. That's where the school system come in. Because if you look at um, if you look at regular history, if you look at math, like you got algebra one, algebra two, algebra three, calculus, geometry, why can't you have that with black history? Why can't you have black history A, black history B, uh, black history advanced? Why can't you have that in the school system? I got you, but so, if, if, they, if the textbook, okay, Dr. King, we know this, we get Dr. King in January because of the birthday. And of course, uh, working in the elementary school setting, they get to watch my friend Martin. They get Monday out. But of course, the week before, it's Dr. King activities, Dr. King videos. And of course, it is the the uh, assassination, which is, is it make kids feel so sad that here's this man fighting for equal rights of people. And then he was just taken just like that. But how hard is it for, especially for, for me, my mom grew up in the 60s and grew up in Atlanta. What happened in Atlanta 
on 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 uh the day he was assassinated in 1968 or do you get that from the history book can you get that no Hell no. No, can you get it? If school was our reform for black history, can you get that into the book? Like people need yes. to what happened. We we need to know the, the changes because Coretta Scott King and all those that were still living at the time, they still carry the torch. Civil rights was not done just because King got shot. Well, he got suffocated. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> so. so like I'm not a parent, so until I become one, I probably won't have a stance, but I just feel like if you can sit down and tell me about the birds and the bees, if you can sit down and tell me how my black skin is what could possibly get me pulled over and targeted by the police and how society's gonna look at me differently because I am black and the, the, the standard of a black woman is different than the standard of a black man and different than the standard of a black human in general, you can sit down and tell me at least something about what you experienced through being in Atlanta during the civil rights activism. Like my mom, only thing I know is Jimmy Carter got her through Albany State because she she got the grant. That's that's literally it. <laughs> you know what? You know what you could do? Cause you know how little kids got them summer reading programs in the midst where they gotta read the little red truck. Give them, <laughs> give, them give them some black history books to read. I agree. So, I agree. I mean, even if you have to make something up, if you have to start, if if somebody has to start writing books for children about black history, which I'm sure has already been done, right? Give them some books about you know black history so they can learn that stuff at early age. Because I tell you, what's not changing? I've heard people say that racism will die when these old white people die. Uh uh, because they're teaching it to their kids. So the Absolutely. same way that they're teaching that hatred. We need to be taught our history and our heritage. Absolutely. I got one more question, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. And uh, to piggyback off that, right before we take this break run, you talk about racism. I got asked this question by a good friend of mine, one of my our Brown brothers on uh, Twitter. And he, he asked me, was racism immortal? And I told him that racism evolved from hate. And hate is immortal but we're going to take a quick break we're going to come right back got another question before we get up out of here you're listening to black educated and broke everybody want to be a rapper but don't nobody want to rap well we're going to give you a chance to rap on slap it or dab it send us your music your mp3 to black educated and broke at gmail.com and we'll play it what's even better is we're going to invite you to the show and then you can show the world and us what you got you think you got what it takes? We're going to see. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me. I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast. Black, educated, and broke. It's your boy Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up. And get your goddamn blackness up. Like current events and want to be the smartest among your friends? Then the Power Pod is the show for you. The Power Pod is a weekly recap show where we cover the current events of the week. It's a show where we're not afraid to get serious. And we're not afraid to have some fun. So try us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the WSB Radio app, WSBRadio.com, Stitcher, CastBox. Okay. (laughs) Anywhere there are podcasts, we we are are there. there. So So power up. With the Power Pod! All right, we're black. We're black. Well, we are black, aren't we? <laughs> we are back in black. Back in black. Oh, right here on Black Educated and Broke, man. A great conversation. Uh, wish the rest of the crew was here to join us for this. But, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Give you guys what we know. And uh, I just want to ask you, as we get ready to get on up out of here, just the the state of the movement. Uh, I, I have that title as an idea of a project that I'm, I'm working on. But uh, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Uh, well, for one, police uh, policies and these laws have got to be changed. Nothing's ever going to stop until we change those. So um, the next move needs to be us voting the right people into office, making what we want from them known, 
uh, taking a look at the police policies and these laws to see what needs to go and what needs to be changed. Um, that's really about all I got. Maya? I, I'm in support of the police and I'm in support of restructuring the police because I feel like with what the police are doing and how much freedom and how much they get away with is not helping anything. So I, I do agree that social workers should be on call for like domestic disputes, family uh, being called for like missing kids or like homelessness or something like that. I feel like social workers need to step into that role. Of course, they, they have so much going on with foster kids and everything like that. But I really feel like there should be a branch of social workers who could also answer that call. Fire department needs to strictly be cars broken into, houses on fire, arson, and that kind of situation. There should be different levels of 911 operations. You know, like we call 911, we tell them what's going on. There should be a certain dispatch that goes. The police should not be handling everything. They they don't need to because they don't know how to handle stuff. They don't know how to do. They don't know how to shoot and disarm for one. I thought that was a basic academy structure. I learned how to shoot and disarm when I first got firearm. So. If you can't shoot this arm, what are you a police for? Because you're shooting to kill, and that's not, military don't even shoot to kill. You know what I mean? And then you're killing, and you're not killing everybody. Killing us. Why is Dylan Roof being walked out in a bulletproof vest and given water? But, you know, like. It took him to Burger King. Y'all said, y'all, I'm still fighting for Trayvon and Martin. I know there's another generation above me fighting for Emmett Till still. So it's like, we're still fighting this. Like, there should be, I don't think it's going to end. I don't think anything is going to end. So I don't know where we're going to go from this because I don't see it ending anytime soon. I just see it continuing, but being better because we're, we're, we're tired. And when you start being tired, you start making things happen because <laughs> you're not going to go through this again. So I think defunding the police is a good start and then trying to restructure it. I'm all for a society without the police. Honestly, if everybody gets armed to carry, you can be your own police at this point. Cause oh, Lord. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I'm just saying they get away with things that a basic human, a uh, regular civilian could get away with. So, I mean, George Zimmerman, George Zimmerman what's his man's name? He done killed That's his name. Look, he ain't important. That's his name. But he done, he done kill Trey Bar- Trayvon Martin still walking around free. He in Fulton County. That's what they said. That's our fault. That is our fault. That's our fault. And that's why we have to keep the energy. Like, where we go from here, we keep this same energy. We, we, we keep being tired. I mean, we can't just let these little, just because they're taking the statues down, they're doing all these little things, things that should have been done. We still have to keep pushing for more things to change, get into positions to change stuff. Like, we can't just keep saying we're tired and just sit around and just be tired. Eventually, like you said, we're going to get so tired that you're going to do something. So let's get out there, vote, and focus on educating ourselves on things that really matter. But this is a great start. This is a great start. This is a great way to raise awareness. This is a great way to get people talking. It woke, this year might have been tough, but it woke a lot of people up. It woke a lot of people up. And um, I agree with you, Zay. Like, this is... This is this is a good start, but it's not going to end because there's going to be another killing. They're not going to stop. Oh, there's been plenty of killings since all been. this is going on. Absolutely. We we lost some more people since all this has been going on. See, I saw somebody in New Jersey got shot two days before uh, George Floyd got killed. Yeah. So we still got to address that one. Wow. <laughs> there's so many that I don't even know about because we're still focused on George Floyd's case and Breonna Taylor and don't get me wrong we need justice for them as well but like it's so many names that we don't know about absolutely they're gonna keep coming and they are i don't know where we can go from this if it's going to continue like it's going to continue so i don't see anywhere for us to go except for just to continue fighting president obama uh said earlier this week in a um, special town hall he did uh with uh, representative john lewis and uh, another person but he said that uh, we could learn impatience from this generation. And talking of millennials and, of course, now the Gen Z uh, generation. And uh, what he meant was what he meant by that was that not being impatient. But he was saying we are as us. We are 
like you said, we're tired and we are no longer going to abide by the status quo and think it's okay. And so uh, as the saying, the, the marathon continues. Now I know a lot, like you said, I know a lot of people think the marathon is long and marathons are long, but the, the thing about a marathon, the thing about long races, they come to an end. And uh, unfortunately, people wanted, I guess you can say war, and the deaths that have happened uh, between Ahmad Arbery and George Floyd and the deaths that are coming that we have here and after George Floyd and the deaths that are gonna come, like Ron said, uh, it's gonna be more bloodshed. But uh, we, we got you can't stop. Don't stop, you gotta keep this going. Um, it, I mean, it is what it is though. So uh, Monday, there's a rally in Atlanta. I do know Georgia NAACP, they're headed to the state capitol. If you want to get involved with that, that'll be posted on our social media page. And uh, we can't stop. We cannot stop. And what we do here at Black Educated and Broke, we're going to tell the story and we're going to tell our narrative the right way. So we're going to come back. We're going to just take another break and then we're going to come back, wrap it up. Maya Scott and the church said, you're listening to Black Educated and Broke. Are you sitting at your desk right now, bored out of your mind, tired of listening to all of these songs in the same old playlist? Well, do me a favor. Go to the Apple Podcast or SoundCloud and listen to Black Educated and Broke. We're going to give you lots of laughs, giggles, and lots of life. You heard it first with Randy O. What's up, y'all? It's me, your girl, Kissy Lee, and you're listening to the podcast Black Educated and Broke. Okay? Mwah. In the words of Randy, all righty, guys, welcome back. Black Educated and Broke. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. I uh, want to send our condolences out to Randy's boyfriend, as she called him, Shadi Pooh, had death in the family. Hey, man, we love you. We support the family. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know we here for you, man. Shanae is back next Wednesday. It's Shanae Wednesday from Los Angeles, California. And uh, we got some special guests coming in next week from the black film world. Don't forget, you can listen and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We also do our videos on our YouTube page. That's all black educated and broke. Our social media platforms, follow us on Twitter, BEB Podcast underscore ATL. You can follow us and like us on Facebook, Black Educated and Broke, Instagram, Black Educated and Broke. And man, we just appreciate you all. Maya. Maya has what the church said. Come on, little bishop. Well, it's really going to be short and simple this week. Um, basically, I saw this um, this quote, and it was like a big T. And like beside the T, it said, think, then talk. And I was just like, with everything that's going on right now, a lot of people who aren't educated on the topic, a lot of people who are ignorant to this topic and just don't want to learn, but yet they have an opinion, you are always welcome to share your opinion. We are never going to stop you from saying how you feel. However, think, then talk. Because if you don't think about it, don't be upset when someone drags you for feel. Because <laughs> we, it's a sensitive time right now. Everybody's on 10. And hands are e for everybody twitter fingers are e for everybody nobody's discriminating so just you know always share your opinion make sure it's an educated opinion though because when you think and then talk no one can correct you and that's what the church said Ashe. <laughs> all right y'all well this order gonna sound kind of funny but hey it's your boy mike b it's maya boy ron sick of these damn karens and Zay from the Bay. All right, y'all. We out. Peace. Black Educated and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop headlines and all things ATL into the success of black millennials in black culture.